0: Coming down I never it on the ground. I'm not down I want go higher. higher, higher than that. Hey, this is Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian host of the Badass Women's Council podcast. and I'm super glad that you're here. After every episode, we give you a couple of reflection questions that you can ponder and take with you throughout your day. And then in order to keep the conversation going, you can jump into the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community. Okay, here we go with today's episode.
1: And I'm not coming down.
0: Hey, let me ask you a question. How would you feel if someone called you? selfish. Just let that one sink in for a minute because that's a topic we're going to cover today with Leslie Bailey, the editor-in-chief and founder of Indie Maven. Leslie really digs into what it means to be selfish. And y'all, the definition of selfish is to be concerned chiefly with one's own personal profit or pleasure. And here's the deal. It is traditionally used with a negative connotation, but if we don't take care of ourselves first, who am I? What do I need? What do I want? It's impossible to serve and give of ourselves in a meaningful way. We're going to dig in. Here's Leslie.
1: I'm not coming down.
0: Hey, Leslie, how's it going? I'm, you know, hanging in there. Tired, but good. <laughs> I think that's the universal right now. I'm I'm getting ready to try to take some time this weekend, find a little Airbnb somewhere to go check out. I've, I've sensed in myself, having talked about burnout for the past year or so, that this week I found myself sitting and staring a lot, which means I need a break. So I think we all have the opportunity to check in with ourselves. When I say how you doing these days, people don't just go, oh, I'm fine. They kind of tell me how they're doing. So I love that aspect of what we're coming out of here um, with everything we've been through. But this topic, I think is you're passionate about some of these things about taking care of self and making sure that everything's okay. Because you've been building this brand slash business, having a baby, being married trying to like do all the things. Like you've been in the thick of it, right? Yeah. I said the other day,
1: I tweeted out like, you know, I'm not on Twitter much anymore, but I was like, you know what? I'm kind of all out of resilience, fresh out, done. I I feel like I've had a good 37 years of that and I am kind of just tapped. Like I'm sure it will replenish, but for right
0: so now. So we can start a bumper sticker campaign with <laughs> F resilience, just like <laughs> yeah. the F cancer kind of one. <laughs> yeah. like. I, I saw something similar. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it, it said, let's stop rewarding resilience. How about just stop needing to take a hit?
1: Yeah, that, that is how I'm feeling. That is exactly how I'm feeling. I, and I, I think I used to like get a high off of people telling me, oh my gosh, you're so resilient. Oh, you've done. And I was like, yeah, badge of honor. Look at me go. And I'm like, I don't, want that anymore. I just want to be left
0: alone at home. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Recharge but, a little bit. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. That's yeah. one of the main recommendations I have for all my clients is you need a daily stillness practice in order to combat all of the challenges. Yeah.
1: And as someone who is high energy, like I am an extrovert and all that, remembering to be still does not come naturally to me, especially now, right? When I was single and lived alone, like it was built in. I didn't have to carve that out. Now I've got a house full of creatures
0: and humans and pets and th- just everybody needs something. All Everything time. needs fed and watered and oh their poop God. taken out somewhere yeah. else, right? Yeah. That's an exhausting part of womanhood. I'm glad that I don't deal with that. I have to pay my kids to eat with me now. So it's <laughs> I'm in a totally different <laughs> stage of life, but I see it in y'all and I think, Ooh, Godspeed on your journey. I'm glad I'm on the other side. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's always a nice (laughs) feeling. Right. But even just, I was looking, I was reading a sleep book the other night and it was like talking about the six month old sleep progression. And I just thought, Oh, phew, we're we're not at six months anymore. Right. We're at 14. And that feels like a win with the the youngest. And so, um, yeah, just learning though, that it's not going to happen naturally. Like I'm not going to find those moments. I have to create them. And that's, that's just new to me.
0: And so that's a bit of our topic today, which is you have now this renewed passion around the word selfishness. Yeah. So I, I think for a minute
1: I was coming across like anti-self-care and I wasn't really articulating myself maybe at the time. I I just, I, I, in these conversations, I was like, if I hear one more, go take a bubble bath, like I'm going to lose it. I That is not, the solution that is a band aid, And, but if you think taking a weekly bubble bath is going to fix, you know, the, the stress of your in marriage, right? Like, how about let's look at what is causing the issue here. And I use this example recently a lot, like my, it, it hit me one day, my husband and I both work from home full-time and I'm making dinner. I was like, why do I make dinner every night? Wait, when did this become the rule? I grew up in a house. My mom made dinner every night, but she was never wor- working full-time. And I thought, well, if we're both working full-time, why am I the one ending my day? First off, early, already by an hour and a half to pick up kids, then come, then make dinner. And so I went to my husband and I said, this doesn't seem fair. We should each do two nights and then we'll get carried out. And he said, okay.
0: And then <laughs> I started telling. That's and my favorite no word. He said okay it wasn't a knockout drag out you dirty rotten it just was you asked he yeah. said yes and yeah. i it, it just makes me wonder how many thousands maybe millions of women out there today just needed to be reminded well did you ask
1: yeah and 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 that's that goes with employees that goes with family members i mean we just do a lot of this, like right building our own narrative. And sometimes it's so much simpler and easier than we think. I assumed there was some reason there wasn't, it just, that was the, the, you know, routine we fell into and that's what we were doing. And all I had to do was ask. And then, you know, he's a great guy too. So that's helpful. But, um, but he said, yes. And then that was the end of it. But I thought it, it has been revolutionary. I can't tell you how, much like nicer my evenings are now because I know that I'm not, and I feel supported.
0: Ugh. And you think about how many other nights, weeks, months that you spun that story around in your head without saying it out loud and you could have solved it sooner. But I think what happens is two things I, I know happen. One is we start to make up the story in our head that he well, surely he, we're, he's supposed to read that our minds, right? He's supposed to read the story, or he or she in our minds, and that's not a thing, y'all. Like that's—I don't care if you've been together for fifty years—to expect someone else to read your mind in order to have a healthy relationship is bullshit. But the second thing that I know happens, and this happens in a in a work setting as well, we think about things so much that we think we've communicated them like I used to have, work with with a lot of teams and, and leaders of teams and in corp- big corporate settings. And I would hear from their team the lack of knowledge around a certain thing. And then I would go to the leader and I would say, do you think they know that? And they would say, well, how could they not? And I'd be like, well, are you just thinking about it all the time as you drive to and from work and going all the places but have you actually articulated it in a way that they heard you? And then as you see the lights come on where it's like they had thought about it so much that they thought they had communicated it as much as they had thought about it. And I'm like, and you need to communicate 11 times more than you think you need to in order for somebody to hear it. And so it's just this mismatch of busy frenetic brains and nobody's actually having a very simple conversation to solve the problem.
1: I I am super guilty of that. That was something I recognized in myself over the summer, and I, because I, because I, I kept catching myself going. Did I tell you this? Did we talk about this? And part of that is that's a sign you're doing too much, right? But the other part was that I shouldn't have to keep asking. There's something I'm doing. If I have to keep asking you this, there's something that I'm not doing right on my part, right? And, and And making assumptions. Assuming people hear it once, right? Because they all have their other stuff going on in their lives. It's not just everything ends because I'm speaking or something. <laughs> you know? I wish, but it'd be great with my kids. Um, you know, the world doesn't stop because I'm speaking and people need to hear things many times, just like I do. So that's that was a lesson for me. But yeah, selfishness, you know, back to that original question of, I just kept hearing, you know, this bubble bath and go for a pedicure and all of these things, which again are lovely, but we need to stop acting like that's a treatment. That is, that, is, that should be an extra. That's a that, treat. That's not a, it's
0: not a treatment. A, yes.
1: Yes, exactly. Um, so that has been, because if, if you can go dig deeper and solve whatever the thing is that is stressing you out, then it's just a treat. Then you really are just taking a bath because you feel like taking, then a bath. you have time for treats. Yeah, because it's not you're, you're not in there coping and crying.
0: And <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: it's actually. Enjoyable. I always
0: used to say, if you think bath bombs and booze is self care, you've, you've missed the point. Yes, yes,
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because most of the time in the bath, you're just festering whatever is already rotting by thinking about it and mulling it over and coming up with your hypothesis that you haven't even had a conversation about. (laughs) Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, and I just went on this like journey of, my co-founder Amanda took me to a numerologist in Brown County and she, during our session said, you need to read this book, The Art of Selfishness. And so I wrote it down and then I lost the sheet of paper forever and I forgot about it. And then I came across it a month ago or so and I went and ordered the book and it's like written in the fifties, I think, maybe even older than that. And it was hard to find, Um, but I found it and I read it and it was so relevant to most of it. Obviously there are some things that were outdated, but the concept was so relevant for today which was like you have to right because at the end of the day we're human we want what we want we want to feel comfortable we want to feel safe we want to feel like we operate from a point of self right first self first because that's survival so when we all use that you know metaphor of the oxygen mask that is selfishness but there's a purpose behind it and we have this negative connotation behind that word, that being selfish and putting yourself first. So I don't understand how we can all latch onto this oxygen mask first theory, but then say, but selfishness is bad because that's just the, you know, that's language. I think you're getting into semantics about language there, but I, I, I'm full on this mission of taking back Selfishness, because if it's like
0: that whole, like if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy. <laughs> Sorry. It's well, the, the, the tagline of this podcast is reflection and connection, and is exactly what you're talking about. Reflection means to hold up the mirror and ask, who am I? What do I want? What do I need first? first. Then as a means to find your meaning so that you can, with purpose, go connect with others once you're healthy, whole, know who you are, know what you're about. Now I've got gifts. I'm going to come give them to you in great purpose and as a social construct, but you got to start with reflection. You got to say, who am I? What do I need? What do I want? Um, Without that, then you're bitter and resentful and burned out over time from giving, 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 giving. And you get better the more you have, do those
1: asks, make those asks and set those boundaries, you know, because that used to be terrifying. I did something today, in fact, that would have terrified me, I think, even a month ago, probably. Um, I, was on, I was on the phone with a non, very well-known nonprofit that reached out, love loved Indie Maven. love to partner with you, love what you're doing that's so flattering. So exciting. Thank you. Love your work. <laughs> um, what, what, do you, you know, what do you want this to look like? And I've, I've sort of quietly talked about this for a long time that this has been a frustration as a business owner, the like, love what you're doing. Don't want to spend a dime to support it. Right. And which would be fine. It's actually wouldn't be fine. Cause I believe in paying women fairly for their work. But aside from that, I pay, because of that, actually, not aside, because of, in light of, I pay everyone who works. So I have to pay this team, not have to, I want to pay this team of people that create this product that you're telling me that you value, you don't want to pay for it. And that's a, that's an issue across journalism, right? We took that whole thing about, should there be paywalls? Why? Should you have to Anything pay? Anything artistic
0: content? in general. So my son's a songwriter. He gets asked exactly. to perform for free all the time. Right. I'm a keynote speaker. I. I, the number of times that we get asked to perform for quote unquote exposure. When I go to Kroger and I get a loaf of bread and a bottle of wine and I get to the cash, to the register, there's no button for exposure. Like I can't pay my bills with exposure.
1: (laughs) Correct.
0: And so when, you know, I would get
1: this ask. So we launched October, 2019. I've been getting this ask for a long time now. And I would, okay, well, you know, you're this well-known organization. I yeah, absolutely, so, you know, I have to find a way to do this. And today my answer was, you know, Obviously, always you can pitch editorial ideas that that doesn't cost a thing. Earned media, you know, getting people, brands to understand that too. earned media means the media decided to pay attention to what you're doing and they like it and they're going to talk about it because of that. Right. Then there's paid media. If you want to ensure that a certain message is shared and ensure that there's placement, then you're going to have to pay for that. And now, of course, there's all the stuff in between. There's collaborations. And what does that look like? um but then to be told well you know i don't know what our budget looks like okay well then absolutely pitch that editorial story outside of that what i realized i was doing was saying yes because it was flattering and you know i also i w- would we we want to support that mission but then realizing oh but it cost my business money to pay the writer and pay the marketing person and pay the website fees and pay this and pay this i just lost money supporting your business, which I'm happy to do, except you're a nonprofit, like you're you're still benefiting right from that. And 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 then to also then get that ask from actual just businesses, for profit businesses too, but we don't have the money. Right. And then it's like, well then I don't know, then the value is not there. So I very just I just kind of said, hey, you know, here's here are the options. Obviously we'd love to work with you. Um and I'm trying to figure out what that model looks like because there is something there. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day I can't I can't keep working for free and paying. You're
0: robbing money. your own organization. Right, right. Yeah.
1: That's, not how, that's just literally not how math works, right? <laughs> and
0: so um, I'm not the best at math, first off, but I at least know that much. But you know, you know that much. And yeah. I have been for years teaching as part of my process that everybody in the organization that works for you, everybody needs to understand the money-making model of your business Because you can't expect autonomy, um, innovation, um, boldness, unless people understand the impact to both the company mission and story, as well as the bottom line. And if you equip people to understand the money-making model, then they can be more innovative and courageous with their ideas and, and their choices. But that's a perfect example of you all of a sudden going, well, with the money-making model, you're still getting value from my services. And I got, let me see, Uh, nothing. <laughs> so I, I think there are times I do some trades with some of my uh, partners because the value of what they provide and the value of what I provide is pretty similar. Sure. So we do Trade some is another discussion, right? Great. I'm all for trade. Yeah. But if it's just a matter of, will you give this to me because we're great? Yeah that's, that's, I'm proud of you for standing. Cause the more we stand up for ourselves, especially as women um, in that regard, the less people will ask and assume that we're willing to do it.
1: <laughs> and it's, it's also, that was something you made the point about your, you know, the team and the organization and employees knowing that too. I used to actually think that it was my job as a business owner to protect my team from all of the financial stuff. Like, and I would say, I mean, oh, I don't need to bur- you know, burden you with that, but you all don't need to worry about that. That's my problem to worry about. And that has shifted to where why I can't that no one person should know. Because if they
0: don't know some of that, and I'm not saying you have to disclose your salary, but if they don't understand the money-making model and if the business is healthy, it creates a sense of uncertainty for them. Like, is the business okay? Are we okay? Are we growing? Are we... And and them knowing the healthy financial view of the business is good for your culture. Yeah, I've
1: learned that having you know it's the right amount of transparency. But can you tell? I just started. I just decided to jump on the Brene Brown train. Like just <laughs> just like this week. <laughs> just yeah, <I> literally, uh, <laughs> I've started listening to the Gifts of Imperfection because of course I'm a nerd and checked her website to see if there was an order of books. That's uh, my favorite one,
0: quite frankly. Uh, I'm
1: a, I'm about I don't know, halfway through. So I That's finally- That's my favorite one.
0: I, well, I'm welcome getting... to yeah. 2021. <laughs> but you know, it's, <laughs> it's funny you said that because I was talking to uh, my coach, uh, oh gosh, probably six months ago when I was finishing up the last parts of, the, of writing my book. And which comes out in February by the way. And I said, I can't read anything or listen to anybody's podcasts that are even remotely saying similar things to me because then it feels like I'm not smart enough or genuine, or like it's already been done, right? And and I made a comment about, well, cause everybody's listening to Brene Brown's new podcast, blah, 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 blah. And she stopped me and she goes, I don't know how to tell you this, but that's not true. I go, what do you mean? She goes, everybody's not listening to it. There's a lot of people out there who don't know who Brene Brown is. And I was like, you think? And she was like, mm-hmm, I know some of them. Like yes. you listen to her or used to. So you think everybody does. And we do that, right? So now you are a perfect example of not everybody was listening to Brene Brown when I thought they were. <laughs> no, I've, I've still never
1: actually listened to her podcast. And you were talking to Jen, Jenny, is it Eades? Jen, Jen? No, actually no. I was talking to Emily Shaw at the time. No, yeah. but you, no, I was, I'm saying I, uh, you were talking to her about the same thing, the other, on another podcast about, um, you're doing something different, even if the some of the context is the same, right? Like it's still your spin. And I also just read Untamed. I apparently I like, well, I don't know, I have little babies. So I, I fell off the say. earth and I just didn't like know what was going on in the world. And I'm now catching up. But that was another thing that sparked my selfishness, right? And and like crusade that I'm on, um, reading that. So I'm just now catching up to the rest of the world. Uh, but The point is, you know, leading with that, that level of vulnerability and, and I'm still learning where, like where you draw the line and how to be transparent and what parts to be transparent, but I've always been a pretty open book. So I'm not, it's odd to me that that was the thing I chose to protect people from. Cause I'll, it's like, I'll tell you about anything else in my life, but I was like, Oh, but I can't tell you how the business is going y'all.
0: I've I've had other clients. Uh, One of the guests from Rise and Thrive season two, we had the same conversation and she also was doing it out of protection that she didn't want them to be burdened with it or worry about it. And we had the same conversation and she came back over the next couple of months and she was like, this is so freeing because now they're helping me solve problems that I was taking home at night and being worried about and churning about. And she said, now that we've put it all out in the open, like they've got answers to those problems. Like we should yeah. be solving them together. Revolutionary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially if you're a, someone who's used
1: to doing everything on your, not everything on your own, but you're used to taking on things. Like I've been doing that from a really young age and I had a lot of responsibility put on me early on. So it's very natural to me. It's again, I've always said, it's not because I'm too to ask for help. It just didn't occur to me. And so now this is all kind of new. It's, it, it's so freeing. It's such a relief.
0: That's a, that's a pretty consistent theme in high achieving women is that they've been fiercely, strongly independent, either by choice or by situation and the things they've done independently to get to a certain level of success then need to shift in leadership in order to grow because you can only grow to your ability of your time, task, and effort, right? But then when you go to leadership where you're getting things done through others, um, that's where we typically are in this white knuckle control of everything. And the only way to grow at that point is to open your hands and say, how can we do this together? And that's a different mindset. It's a different skill set. It's um it's a new way to work. So I'm I'm glad that you've you've made that jump because it's big.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And what's fun about it kind of about all of the things we're talking about is that I see how they cross over into different areas of my life too. Right. Like I don't, I sit down with my three-year-old and say like, well, how can we figure this out? Not taking it from him and being like, oh, let's do it. Right. Like let's do this together. I, but it, whew, that's a test of my patience. I've, I've just never, because I'm the I'll take it and do it myself because I could do it faster or easier or
0: preach. And now that mine are 19 and 23, I can tell you wholeheartedly that the time that you invest in. Biting the inside of your cheek while your three year old learns how to do something that you could have done in six seconds will pay off in big, bold, beautiful ways. I can remember we I think I've talked about this on the podcast before. Um, my now ex-husband and I were teaching uh, Cameron, our son, to take out the trash. and we lived in this huge property. The driveway was like half mile long or something it was not literally maybe, but it was long, super long. And so to teach this child to get the trash out to the trash cans and then get them to the end of the, the long driveway. And all of the one, there was the B incident. There was the, I hear noises and I waited till dark and now I'm afraid. And like all of the things. And every time I'd want to just be like, F it, I'll just take him out myself. Right. And, and Blaine, their dad would say, Nope. The first time you do that all the work we've gotten to this point is for nothing. No. And he and I fought several times about it. And because I was just like, I I can't, I can't listen to this argument tonight. And he'd be like, you have to, this is the way you train this child to take out the trash. And finally, over time, it got so much easier and better. And then one day I was taking out the trash because I wanted to, I was going for a run and it was like, I'll just take it out while I go. That kid of mine comes barreling out from his room upstairs, out the front door, grabs the trash can out of my hand. He's like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) I was like, "I'm just gonna take the trash because I'm going for a run." He was like, "That's my job," and I was like, "We did it! It took us (laughs) six years, but we did." (laughs) And they own those tasks, right? Owned it. He was mortified and angry that I would take his job that day. And honest to God, I think it took us six years, but his level of responsibility in all other aspects of his life, I think is rooted in overcoming angry bees and darkness of the night to take the trash out and take ownership. Well, and high achieving moms that are going, Oh, I could
1: just, if I could just, why don't you let me, okay. I'm learning to sit back. Right. Yeah.
0: Again, all new to me. I'm learning so much this year. Or <laughs> in the last few years. Even things that you don't want to learn. Yeah. When I work with my clients, I want them to discover their unique personal story so they can then stand tall in that story and live a life full of soul and emotions and their natural curiosity about their unique gifts, talents, and abilities so they can live a thriving life because our brains are hardwired for stories and our brain wants us to thrive. So I help my clients tap into that. And I also have a sponsor for this podcast called Storybook, which is a unique and innovative platform that helps you bring your company stories to life by tapping into the emotional flow and the natural curiosity that we have about your products and services. So check them out. You can go to my website, wethrive.live, click on the Stand Tall in Your Story link and see the kind of work they're doing for us, or go to their site, cantaloupe.tv, and there's hundreds of stories there that they've created that you can experience. Check them out. We're so grateful to work with them and for them to sponsor the podcast. I'm so glad that you have been here, and I think we should just uh, continue to have these little chats because we always have great conversations, and 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 we have a lot to learn from you as you navigate things with Indie Maven. So tell us a little bit about how are things at Indie Maven? Gosh. What's what are you excited about? What's happening? Well,
1: I I am excited that we have survived. Right? I was reading some stats um, about you know, just businesses closing this morning for something kind of totally unrelated. But the point was, I was going, Oh, you know what? I need to be a little more, um, you know, like that, like I've never been the person who's good at taking time to celebrate my wins and personally or professionally, and actually looking at this business and going, like we did it. I mean, it's not over yet, but like we, we, we have stuck it out and still been able to stick to our values of, of paying people and all the growth, you know, for the first time ever. So launched October, 2019 for the first time ever, all of our growth sort of just like leveled out this summer, right? Because everybody's going to, everybody was traveling and getting out of the house. So the first time ever, we weren't seeing just like an upward line. And that was devastating <laughs> for me. <laughs> and then of course, far more experienced people were like, no, that's, that's normal. Your second year in business, like that's, that was going to happen. And um, I was, you know, of course I'm like, not to me, it wasn't, <laughs> you know, but it's like, Do you know who I am. <laughs> yeah. But the point is it didn't go down. Right. It yeah. And that, so that was like, Oh, I got some clarity and some perspective on that. It, it is difficult because from like a business model perspective, right. So we have advertisers. Tell people
0: what Indie Maven is, for oh, those yeah, who we, may not know. Yeah. Just back this truck up.
1: <laughs> so we are a media company for women in Indiana. So what that means is we have a website full of editorial content. So we average about 25 stories a month. We've produced more than 500 stories since launching. We have a newsletter that comes out every Thursday at 8 a.m. called Uncovered. So we've got uh, thousands and thousands and thousands of subscribers, which is awesome, that are highly engaged. That's the fun part about this. And I love, I'm, you know, when you nerd out on the analytics and the industry average, like people open this email. They click on it. They're interested in these stories, which is cool for us. Yes. As a brands, but also it's cool for the women in our city. That means that women are interested in all of these other amazing things that other women are doing, because that goes against everything, everything we hear about, you know, women being catty, being competitive. No, 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 because if they were, and you know what, if you do open a story about a woman, you find yourself feeling jealous like stopping and asking why do I why am I jealous of this? Is it because you want to write a book? Is it because you want to start a podcast? I say that's a good thing because that means, oh, if you're feeling that, like instead of just going, oh, why does she get to have that? How about like well oh, and to know if she can
0: do it, I can do it
1: too. Yeah. That's that's for sure true. Right. Um so That is, you know, the the sole purpose is creating this storytelling for women. And then through that storytelling, creating this community of women. So we have a membership program that has an additional newsletter. We do monthly member meetups, which we tend to theme um, around having a different woman speak. And we do them all different locations around town, you know, membership perks and all of that thing, all of those types of things. Um, But the not being able to do events, you know, that was like a huge... Issue for us. And of course, we, you know, last year did all the virtual events. I will not do another virtual event. I don't know anyone that ever wants to attend another virtual (laughs) event again. I would rather just wait until we can do more events um, or continue to do events as safely as possible. Um, But just, you know, what I learned was the model of uh, the membership thing was like an afterthought for us. We, and I, like I, I
0: can, you know, sound like an idiot saying this, but it, that was not at all what that this was going to be. I'm about. glad you're saying that because I think people that are starting something new believe that you have to have everything figured out before you start, and that is the yeah. that is a bullshit lie from hell. I mean, you innovate, you iterate, you figure stuff out, you you adapt, and so I love that you said that out loud because I think people need to hear that and allow things
1: to evolve so fun fact we were a lifestyle directory when we launched it, like it was just going to be ba- based around a directory and have some content but turns out guess what directories are pain in the ass to do I learned that real quick and then realized but that's not really how people people want that personal recommendation and even though we said any listing it you know, has our seal of approval. It was like, well, what's the
0: story behind
1: it? Tell me why I want to
0: go. You know, our brains process everything as a story. We want to know right about that person right. or that thing. Yeah.
1: And, and really that's what our team does. I mean, we're storytellers all, you know, all of our backgrounds are in journalism. Amanda and I both were, worked at the Indianapolis Star for years. Our executive editor, Abby, has been at every women's magazine under the sun, Glamour gosh, Jane, she was at YM. I mean, she's done it all. She, you know, and so it was like, wait a second, let's, let's, what are we good at? Right. Use your gifts and talents. talents? Yes. (laughs) So we, we kind of got back to that. Um, but right before we were launching and women were saying, how can I join? And we said, you know, you just put your email address in and you get the newsletter. And they were like, yeah, but how can I join? And, you know, stopping and going, oh, you want Oh, you like want some like ownership in this, you want a part, of, you know, like so. Then we created the membership community. So I must admit, we didn't design a whole lot of some of market, like it was there, it existed. But now, uh, you know, after going through what we've been through so far with COVID, I realized that's that's where the value is in this. Like, I love the storytelling, but the the connections that have been made, um, and seeing the power behind what women can do when they join forces, that has been incredibly
0: valuable. It's very inspiring to see how much is happening that I didn't know in my own city yeah. through you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And, and then
1: also too, but that, there was a little bit of that learning, you know, cause you can look at the analytics and demographics all day long and they're women and they're 25 to 54, or 45, you know, you know, <laughs> 35 to 54 and they're women and they live in Indianapolis and in Carmel and here and here and here. And, but actually coming to terms with the fact that I can't, I, nor I, nor this business can be everything to everyone. And that you, I heard people say, you know, you hear people say that and it just hadn't clicked and i have just gotten so much more confidence as as this business has grown going oh it oh that's okay even if like friends like people i know where i'm like why don't you want to be a part of this why don't you want to do this oh it's not personal you just you just are doing something else
0: yeah. but then which is the- which is a part of that boundary conversation right wow. it's just just not in there or your or their season or whatever. Right. But then, then the number
1: of women who I've never met before in my life who are so diehard and so ride or die and like, will come to everything and do everything and are so supportive and the number of friendships too. my, I mean, I know a lot of our, I think, friend groups have, you know, evolved somewhat, um, in the last couple of years, but also I'm proud to to look around and see new faces at at my dinner table or, you know, on my zoom. Um, and it's so, I just feel like it's such a needed thing right now as we all have craved that connection. So I'm really like humbled and proud to be part of offering that.
0: I love it. I love what you're doing. I we we started doing some things at this at a similar time, so it's. I always look over at you and think, "We still doing okay?" Because when we first had these ideas of rise and thrive and of indie yeah. in when we they got really together, were. it was like we might be crazy, but here we go, and here we still are. And isn't that exciting? Yes, it is. It is, and to debunk the whole. Idea that women don't support women. That's one of my favorite things. I can remember when I said I was starting Rise and Thrive, and it was a seven month experience. Somebody said, I don't think you can get women to trust each other. That's fascinating. Isn't that fascinating? And it was a seven month gig, and I was like, Well, you're wrong. Like, that's interesting. You're wrong. And trust they were factoring. And I Notice people starting to extend trust in the first 24 hours of getting to know each other in this experience because they are there for the same reasons. They're there to support each other. They know the intention behind it. Um, But I thought that was a fascinating comment early on. And it's a good thing that people like you and I just follow the passions in that inner knowing because there are enough people that are willing to tell you why things won't work (laughs) that you have to be willing to go, "Mm, nope, I'm not buying that. I'm going to do it anyway. I also think it's been interesting
1: from a geographic perspective I think a lot of that plays into where we live that we that things like this right like what you do what we do won't survive here you know that there's not the market for them I hear that a lot um, and I've talked to women and investors in 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 tier one you know primary market cities going. But are there enough women in Indianapolis that would do something like that?
0: Well, there's oh, 30 cool. of us, but we're powerful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <What>? Exactly.
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: I mean, we're the what 14th, to 16th largest city. Like, we have, uh, we, have, yeah, yes, yes. The answer is yes. You know, but I'm like, what do you think we're doing over here? But I say, let's use that to our advantage. So, um, with I can't really talk about it just yet, but another concept, sort of a sister concept to Indy Maven that I'm working on that does exist in other cities. Again, none of this is revolutionary, but it's it's new to our market. And I think there's a little bit of this, even the people who do live here sometimes, like we don't deserve nice things. We're Hoosiers. Let's be humble. That's so fancy. Or, you know, that's for the business folk, or I don't, I don't know. It's, there's just, I, the, sometimes the things I'm here, I'm going right. No, it's for you. You deserve this. We deserve to have nice things. We're a real city. I'm not sure why we keep
0: having to have this conversation. <laughs> the humility thing is a problem sometimes.
1: Yeah. Agreed. Really, yeah. Agreed. And 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 even just I it's been it's hard to to try and have a brand that feels sophisticated and elevated and special, but you, but we never want it to feel exclusive, you know, so exclusive, you know, pretentious um, pretentious or, or, mm -hmm. or so my thing is, well, can't, which is what, you know, when Amanda and I first started talking about any maven, it, we love this publication out of London. And we just kept for years, we we're like, why can't we have this? And then daily skim, the skim newsletter launched. And, you know, we tried to do something similar when we were at Indie star and they were ready and they knew that the market was there and they were ready to sell it. And then they just got distracted by sports basically. <laughs> and um, it didn't take off. And we still couldn't get that idea. I ever had like Why can't we have this? Why don't we have this? And I didn't want to sit around. I knew, kind of going back to that jealousy thing, like I knew it would make me so mad and sick to my stomach if somebody else came in and did it.
0: That is a big motivator for me sometimes, too. It's like, okay, can I let this go? If somebody else does something even remotely close to this, how will I feel? And if I get any of those pangs, I'm like, nope. We got to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Got to do it. Is it. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about and like, what's her big, big magic? Big, big magic, mag- yeah. Huh? Right, like the i the fact that mm-hmm. an idea will, will leave float you. by if you don't grab it. Uh-huh. I have had that happen. Like, haven't you? Where you've gone and gone? That was my idea.
0: Well, maybe Co- it was coffee scented candles in nineteen eighty seven. I remember saying. I remember saying. I love the smell of coffee. Why can't I have a candle that smells like coffee? And I shit you not, it wasn't like a year later that coffee scented candles were everywhere. And I was like, (gasps) and now you can get a candle that smells like anything, anything, even
1: gross things. Yeah, I I feel you on that. Yes, but I believe, I do believe that ideas will will jump to the next person if you don't take you know don't don't whack onto do something with them and i think that's totally fair like if you're not going to take action it's annoying and it's frustrating but like if it was really somebody's your somebody's gonna yeah, somebody, yeah. so <laughs> there's also that motivator too of, yeah. i am nuts to be thinking about this other project that i'm thinking about right now or trying to take on because it is huge and part of me thinks you have no business doing this but then i also have this well, first off there's who would be better not to be like, I'll do it perfectly, but like, why not? Right. Why not? Why not me? Yes. Um, and so I'm gonna do it anyway, but I've learned that, um, you know, to, to do things, that are scary and that we're here to do things. I, there's my, people who talk about wanting to become entrepreneurs. And I remember hearing this too, but you don't believe it. You don't like you hear it and you're like, yeah, but it'll be different. No, it's terrifying. It's scary. It's exhausting. Catch me, you know, even on a good day, I will tell you those things.
0: So, yeah, but you can't not do it. It's too, the fire in your belly. You can't oh, not do it.
1: Yeah. Can't not no do more, it. yeah. But this one is on a larger scale than I feel like I've put myself out there on before. And it will, well, I'm not even going to say if it doesn't work out because it'll work out, but
0: I was going to say, do not curse it with those words, please. No. Yeah, <laughs> no, but well, you can only achieve to your level of belief. That's a, that's a, that's a neuroscience thing. So if, if you don't believe in it, the chances of it actually happening are pretty slow. I believe in it. I just need to make sure everybody else believes. Well, let's make a deal. So this episode is gonna launch likely in uh August of 2021. You'll come back and tell us about this when.
1: I would say I will know if I don't know that this is happening in the next
0: 60 to 90 days, then it's not gonna happen. It either needs to happen. So you can come back on January of 2022 yeah. and tell us about the launch. Sound good? Yes.
1: Yes. Let's do that. Yeah.
0: Thank you terrifying for buying at all. No, now which you've got accountability to me and I'll, yeah. I'll you know, it's fine. <laughs> which is actually, that's the part that's terrifying. I know you won't let it go, <laughs> which is great. No, it's all good.
1: Thank, Thank you, you so for that. being
0: here. Thank you for being you. Thank you for being courageous enough to bring, The greatness of Indie Maven to our great city. I just, I'm so appreciative of you, even though we don't get to talk, we don't choose to talk that often because we're busy building our own things. As I said, I always look to you and feel like we've been kind of sisters in this journey from a timeline perspective. So keep doing great things. Please go and check out indiemaven.com and learn a little bit more about the work that they do there and consider becoming a subscriber. Your reflection questions for today are. One, when's the last time you took care of you first? And the second reflection question is, what are you going to do this week to take care of you first? Adopt a little selfishness and see what happens. Hey, y'all, thanks for being here. And please join the online community at badasswomenscouncil.community, where we can continue the conversation and you can meet other badass high achievers like you. Thanks so much. Make it a great day. If you like the music for the podcast, go to iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your music and look up Cameron Hessian Clouds. You can download the full song there. He's got some other stuff out there as well. And y'all, he's my son be great if you'd go and download some of his stuff. I'm not coming down I never liked it on the ground I'm not coming down